Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos. I, was, I almost said wait for it. Uh, inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, and everything that we do out there for you here at, here at the Lakers Fast Break. Also as well, don't forget the great folks at Symbolates. If you want your lawn transformed into something much more special than it is today, and you live in the Southern California area, go ahead. And check us out today at Symbolates, symbolateswithaY.com, because, you know, Joe Soros right there wearing so much of it on his shirt and his hat. Plus, also check him out at Lakersball.com. It's Ox1947. Also, as well, go ahead and check out the guys at Lakerholics.com. You know, Jamie, Jamie Sweet, and Laker Tom, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there, you know they're having lots of fun today at Lakerholics.com. Plus, also, as well, every Friday morning, Every Friday morning, get your cup of coffee in hand because Magic Man in the Morning, starring Sean Grice, he's going to start your Friday morning for you right there for you at the Lakers Fast Break YouTube channel. So go ahead, be a part of that. And of course, last but certainly not least, if you want your NBA draft coverage better than anyone else out there, go ahead and check out the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. Stone Hansen and the guys are there for you each and every time out wherever you get your podcasts, plus playback.tv slash Upside Swings. They will be actually going ahead and checking out the NCAA championship game tomorrow. So go ahead and be part of that great group right there for you. So you can go ahead and get your NBA draft knowledge right there for you with the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. And if you could support all of that, plus like this video so it can get out there, subscribe to this video. Please support us any which way you can. It helps us out right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Well, I'll tell you what, coming off the great victory that was in Minnesota, we were worried about a letdown because it happened before two weeks ago when the Lakers had a great victory in New Orleans then the next night in Houston, but the Lakers did not have LeBron. They did not have AD in that game. But they sure did today. 
and the Lakers, right off from the start, did a lot of the things we were asking them to do. They were focused on both the offensive and defensive ends in that first quarter. Transition, transition, transition. AD was out on the break. AD was there for many layups. They got the ball many times to AD. LeBron just cruised with a triple-double. AD with 40 points. Rui Hashimura coming off the bench with some very, very awesome defense with some several block shots there. Really, truly great supportive team. And you know what? The Lakers, after they got out to a really good lead to start off with, cruised. Absolutely cruised. Almost got me concerned because AD might have been in there too long, but he had to get his 40. They did cruise to a 134-109 dominating victory. And here today, I've got a ton of great guys here to talk about the game with you, plus the best Lakers chat room that's out there, right there at the Lakers Fast Break. I'm going to start off with first man up, first man here. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at Sinblades, Sinblades with the Y.com. Plus also as well, everything that he does for LakersBall.com. It is Joe Soro. And Joe, great to have you here, my friend. Your thoughts on what an awesome game, an awesome weekend this was for the Los Angeles Lakers. Yes, a little stress game. We haven't seen a game like this in a while. Uh, I think since the Pelicans game when we were in New Orleans where they just destroyed them from beginning to end. But this is, you know, again, we're, we're looking at what, what could have been when, when AD sat the last time they played Houston, but that's here nor there at this point. Right now we're looking at a, a run here that could determine what, what this thing's going to end with. And uh, everything seems to be playing out as well today uh, with Portland winning a game, I guess that was the in 30 years, I think it was 30 years. You hadn't had a team that was an underdog by 19 and a half points. I'm trying to figure out who set that line up. Uh, anyways, any any NBA team having a, a deficiency of 19 and a half points, but apparently Portland had it and uh, they ended up winning by two points. And then Dallas is pretty much on a free fall. I don't even think they're in this anymore. The Warriors are playing the Nuggets. The Nuggets are absolutely struggling right now. Might have. Their struggles might be might cost Jokic his MVP now, uh, and then of course uh, Minnesota not winning is is a is a big part of this as well. the 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 Lakers controlled their own destiny this these last four games. So if they win out here in four more games, uh, they're guaranteed a six, possibly a five. And I am with Stone that I actually would prefer to play six and play this the Kings versus playing. The Suns uh, as a fifth seed go or play the Suns being a fourth seed and the Lakers being a fifth seed. So we're gonna we're gonna find some things out here uh, soon soon enough. Once again, it's the Lakers doing a dominating performance. Once again, just truly great to have everyone here. Big shout out to you, Joshua. Truly, thank you and everyone else for your support. Blue Magic, appreciate everything that you do for us. Well, big shout out to you. Gave you my thoughts on the Dungeons and Dragons movie because you were asking for it. Appreciate everyone who got a chance to check out myself at the Mint Collective. I apologize for the bad reception, but with every other booth having their phones right in front of them doing breaks, as they say, I, I had to go in there and I had to know the lingo. Breaks, slabs, pulls. You had to know all that stuff before you went there. So it was kind of weird. As every other booth was doing like a, oh, I got me a Joe Burrow rookie card or 
if you uh, for those uh, Pokemon. Oh, I got me a Charizard. Oh, yes. So it's you know every other booth was actually doing live breaks right there. So it was interesting to see. But great to have everyone here. The man next. Obviously, you got to go ahead and be a part of what he's doing today. It is Mr. Stone Hansen, part of the Upside Swings crew at Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. And Stone, great to have you here, my friend. Wanted to ask you this. When you see the Lakers playing like they do right now, my friend, it is so good to see. We've talked all year about what potential they could have if they were all together on the same floor. And yes, I do know that D'Angelo Russell did sit down with left foot soreness in the second half, which I'm hoping will not be a lingering thing, but we saw with the hip soreness that he was out for two games there. Your thoughts overall, when you have LeBron AD and a somewhat good roster around them with players that are more effective with them, you can see the team feeding off of each other into great wins like this. Yeah. um, The Lakers played really well together. I think that I still think they're at their best when LeBron and Anthony Davis are aggressive and attacking and and getting the majority of uh, usage. And that's what they did tonight and they executed it properly. Um, They took care of what needed to be done. The Rockets are one of the worst teams in the league and uh, the Lakers uh, pretty much blew them out. So they did what they needed to and, um, you know, props to the team for, for getting that done. There's, there's not, a whole lot to take away negatively from this game at all. I think everyone uh, played pretty well. Um, uh, Rui, obviously, is, I mean, this is probably like a top five game in Rui's career, uh, and just in terms of impact. Uh, he was sort of all over the place, um, able to, uh, you know, make tough finishes, get nice help side blocks. He, he was really huge coming off the bench. LeBron looked a lot better this game than as opposed to the last game. Uh, the stats are probably similar in terms of the box score, but in terms of impact, LeBron seemed to be a lot more comfortable in this game and, and looked a lot more like himself. Uh, made some pretty uh, LeBron ridiculous type passes in the first half. Uh, yeah, overall, I mean, this was just a good team win, and hopefully they can keep this momentum going forward because, uh, as Joe said, that that sixth seed is looking look pretty juicy right now. Not so much the fifth because I don't want to face the, the Suns in the first round. But if we can get that sixth seed, the, the Lakers have played their way well into that sort of contention. So hopefully they can keep this momentum moving forward. You and I, and Joe was like very adamant, they have to win out no problem before they went on this road trip. Once they lost, what, a week ago against Chicago, you and I were like really hesitant to go ahead and say the Lakers really were going to turn up a notch once they had everybody back on the floor playing a little bit consistent minutes, and that included D'Lo. You're seeing now that the Lakers, when they're on the floor together, really not just on the offensive end, although there's still some things that I'd like to change and, and modify, you know, there's still tweaks that you can make offensively, but defensively, they've really turned it up a notch this past month, and especially in the last week now that everybody's back. Yeah, I mean, they've they've looked a lot better. They've looked better at the right time where other teams are on a downturn um, and, and Lakers have been able to capitalize on that uh, to their credit. So um, uh, I, I, the Lakers are being fully healthy makes a big difference. And I think that they're using that to their full advantage. 
offensively, I'm, I'm not going to beat a dead horse because we know the concerns that we have in terms of systematically and, and schematically the the lack of creativity that the coach has put in offensively. But the talent, when we're fully healthy, might be enough to to get us farther than uh, at least I might have expected uh, earlier in the season. So, you know, the, the Lakers look better when they're fully healthy and better than I thought they would. So to their credit, they've turn things around quite a little bit here and, and going on a good stretch. So uh, if they can win these next few winnable games, especially against the Clippers is a big one uh, to hopefully, you know, move up in uh, playoff standings rather than play in standings. Uh, I think we're in good shape and, and hopefully they, you know, like I said, this is a momentum building game, hopefully, and they can continue to just stack wins on top of this one and uh, feel good moving into their next game. Also here today, good man indeed. He's the madman from Toronto. He did get out of Toronto traffic to watch this blowout. It is a great guy indeed. you got to go ahead and check him out every Friday morning. It is Magic Man in the morning, Sean Grice. And Sean, great to have you here. Still think you want to rob a bank with that bandana, but I will ask you this, my friend. When it comes to seeing how the Lakers are playing now with such confidence in a game where you and I both on Friday night thought the Lakers do not have the greatest of chances in the world. We're going to be honest with you out there. Don't pull punches. They impressed me on Friday night. And the fact is they finished the job on Sunday when they easily could have had a letdown. Easily, Gerald, easily. And and both you and myself are, are happy to eat the crow by the truckload for uh, those instincts on Friday because they pulled out the best third quarter they've had all year. And you know what? Kudos to Coach Ham. These are the best two games I've seen him coach in a row. And uh, it looks like he's he's learning a little bit from his from his earlier. I wouldn't call him. turning a corner, maybe. Yes, turning a corner. Yes. Great turn of phrase there. I think we're seeing improvement from Coach Ham as well. Shout out to Rui tonight. Like, like I, I was saying, you know, I think this is Rui's best game as a Laker. And Stone said, yeah, it's probably his best game as a pro. Uh, 2012 uh, with three blocks. He was seemed like very, more, too. It seemed like more. Yeah, it seemed like more. He was very active vertically, like defensively. It's, it's the most active I think I've ever seen him be for a Laker. And especially with our lack of size, even with the trades we made and our length, having that big body there to help out AD, at least for stretches, is a great sign. So winning six of seven, Gerald, cures a lot of your your ailments and your complaining from your fan base and your your, uh, organization. But there's very little to be discouraged about right now. I mean, yes, of course, they're 40 and 38. We obviously expected, uh, you know, a better record. But you know what? They're playing their best ball of the year at the right time. So, I mean, we have to give them credit where credit is due. This is the time of the year where you want to be playing your best basketball. You don't want to be waiting until you get into the playoffs. Because oftentimes we've seen it We've seen it before. Maybe a team, maybe a team isn't really rolling on all cylinders and they get to the playoffs and they get popped in five or six because uh, they've got internal problems and you just ran into a hot team. So I'm looking at us as being the, the, the hot team right now that nobody wants to play. 
This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theaters was The Last Skywalker. I know, condolences to me. Wow, man. Right. I, I just had talked about that and I completely forgot that I saw that movie. Yes. <laughs> that, it doesn't speak great things about it, I suppose. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, the Lakers do win 134 to 109. We've got a great crowd here tonight and a guy who's also here with us. Good man indeed. It, <laughs> oh, when I was talking to you about Sean, you did exactly what I told you not to do on Flame Black. Got to go ahead and check him out every time he's here for us. And also taking care of the competition. On do you know your Lakers trivia? It is L. Rob. I know Joe has won twice on Do You Know Your Lakers Trivia, but he is the original champion. It is L. Rob. L. Rob, great to have you here, my friend. All is well when you are here because you just provide so much more to the show because everybody's doing a great job. And you're like you're like the guy who brings it home for us for that final, final great stuff that goes along that makes it even better. Your thoughts on today's game when this team really starts to gel, my friend. We were always hoping that that this would, would come out of it. And the team has won now, what, seven of eight? It's really starting to look pretty good. Uh, yes, Gerald, uh, good to be here. Let me, for the record, I must congratulate Joe again for holding it down on on, on the uh, Know Your Lakers fantasy but uh, history. But uh, I do want to uh, acknowledge that I don't think I missed the question, even though I did not win. I think I uh, was- Gotta uh, check the video on that, my friend. Check, go check the tape. I was a perfect- Five for five, or however many questions I had. Okay, but but the last one was remember it was tied. I, I said whichever. But I didn't miss that first. one. I just Joe was just quick to the trigger. Okay, yeah. fair enough. All right. Reminds me of uh, reminds me of when my daughter went to this quiz show and they didn't realize on the other team all they were doing was spamming. That's why they actually uh, won the contest because they were spamming the buttons. But go ahead, my friend. But back to your original friend. question. Yes, the you know it's not a whole lot to say. I mean they look great. It's amazing how good your coaching looks when players are, you know, you got a decent, ro- you know, a roster and, and a full, fully healthy roster and guys are playing great. Um, you know, it's great to have Houston coming up on the schedule. I mean, they've caused some breaks with Nas Reed going down, you know, up in Minnesota um, right before that game. But, um, you know, Lakers had their share injuries, so part of the game. But, yeah, I mean, tonight, I mean, it's just great to see Anthony Davis just play physical, you know, just like yeah. – give me call for the ball you know like give me the ball not don't float around on the outside don't casually get into the game but from the opening tip give me the ball they can't stop me and let's I think go he might have been sending a message to shingun because of how well shingun played when he was not there the last time around yeah that may have been part of it but i think he's i mean he's been sending messages to everybody basically it doesn't matter who, who he's lined up against but yeah he definitely you know looked at the young guy and was like okay let me let you know uh, what's the real deal. You're going to be in for a long night, so let's go. Um, and he was banging him. He was banging him pretty good. Uh, refs, you know, kind of let him get physical, and, and AD um, bullied him pretty good. So, I mean, that, you know, that's the big takeaway for me, just to see AD 
playing with that aggressiveness. Um, and that's great to see. That bodes well for for the Lakers going to the playoffs. If, if that's the AD we're going to have every game, look out. Let me ask you this, though. When it comes to Rui Hashimura, Rui Hashimura, even when we made the trade, people were asking, you know, why why is the trade? Why did Rui come to the Lakers? He was, Why did Washington give up on him? The first thing you have to point out to is consistency. In fact, the last two games with the Washington Wizards, zero points, then 30. You get one extreme Rui to the next. We've seen points where he's done the same thing with the Lakers, but I think for the most part, outside the games, he was not able to play in very much or in some cases not at all because he was benched earlier this week. I want to ask you this. He's been playing pretty good for the Lakers and especially today turned it up even more. Absolutely. I mean, I, I I mean, you can't expect him to play like he did today, obviously. You just want some type of level of consistency. And yeah. he, you know, he's he's got the skill set. He knows his game pretty good. He realizes he's not a three-point shooter. We just need him to be physical today like he was inside, um, like he was Wednesday when he was checking cat. You know, push those guys off the block. Get, you know, get physical, make make them feel you. If he can do that defensively, um, you know, then then he'll earn his minutes and he can definitely help us. Once again, just great game by the Lakers as the Lakers do win 134 to 109. They are now 40 and 38. They are back. Essentially, they're tied with New Orleans, but they are above them in the standing seventh place in the Western Conference. Joe, it comes back to you, my friend. I want to ask you, can the Lakers continue this kind of momentum as they roll into Tuesday's game? and continue on throughout the rest of the season. Oh, absolutely. AD in, in Minnesota showed a shift in mentality for the first time this year, at least to me. Uh, and, and on top of that, after the game was over, it was determined that he was playing tonight after rolling his ankle and looking like he was in a lot of pain. So to me, we have criticized this team for doing things that they're doing now. And we shouldn't feel bad criticizing them for it because I truly believe we aren't the only ones doing it and it's resonated. And now the late, the players are, are responding. Health is obviously playing a big factor. I understand that, but it's also about a mentality, a mentality where we know that people will get hurt. Sometimes this is part of life, part of the sports, but at the same time, can you focus and still have that menacing mentality of still playing hard? Those are the type of things that you you learn and you 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 gravitate to when your stars are doing it. You know, Popovich, uh, as great of a coach as he is, and there's a lot of really great coaches out there that never got the the chance to coach the right players. Greg Popovich is one of those guys. Why? Because he was able to uh, do certain things with someone like a Tim Duncan and a David Robinson, where everyone had to fit in line. Those stars in the NBA are crucial in more than more than just talent. It's about their mentality and how they go about their business. When those guys are focused on winning and being about that their business, the role players, the bench players, whomever, fall in line. And when they're not around, they pick up the, the slack. And that's all we've been asking them to do. Now, Darvin Ham is deficient in a lot of areas in coaching. Uh, we can attribute it to the fact that he's a rookie coach. We can also attribute it to the fact that he's maybe not good. But we're going to find that out for sure here uh, in the next you know, few weeks when the Lakers 
what looks like there's going to be a playoff run. So, because that's really where the coaching becomes magnified even more. Uh, it's just, that's just, you know, that's the unfairness of this thing. You know, no matter how good you are, how bad you are in the, in the regular season, if you stink in the playoffs or you're great in the playoffs, you know, that's going to determine who you are and how good you can coach. But I'm, I'm very happy with, with the mentality right now. And maybe it's always been there. Maybe they thought they could do this, but I, I, I don't, I just, I can't, I can't see that in the middle of the year. I, I, I we're seeing it now. Uh, they control their own destiny for the sixth seed, by the way, guys, if they went out, they are getting this, at least the sixth seed because they are playing the, uh, the Clippers in one of those last four games. And right now they each have 38 losses. So we have a, we have an we have a very big opportunity. Ken uh, hit me hit us up on the chat saying, "Where do how far can the Lakers go?" Well, if the Lakers get the six seed, I truly believe a healthy Laker team can beat the Kings, beat the Kings in five or six. Actually, if they win that series, then it's going to be very interesting to see. Let's say if the Warriors get the fifth seed, right? If they get the fifth seed, that means they got to play Phoenix. I don't know who the hell that's a that's a pick them to me. I don't know who's going to win that series if that's the case. So at that point, we could end up seeing a very interesting second round. We could be, a you know, obviously, if Denver is going to continue to stink like this, I don't know what's going to happen there either. I mean, I'm likely they're going to beat the eight seed, whoever it is. But this could be the first season, real first season where, where, there, where there was no, you know, lesson of the games or something after COVID where you have a crapshoot that you really don't know who might come out it's going to be a good one we'll find out exactly but yeah i agree with you joe they got to finish the season strong they can dictate exactly where they want to be in a western conference because i now think that we're getting to the point with the scores and what we're seeing today stone let me get you back in here with what we're seeing today with oklahoma city and with also what we've seen with dallas and what went on there we're seeing the point where the Lakers can now maybe start thinking about not just making the plan, but where they can end up in the playoff run, where they could actually have their destiny. They, they actually can make their own destiny and go on a playoff run. The Lakers, ideally, the sixth seed is what we want. Um, I think we want to give ourselves the best chance to win series for as long as possible that we can. And I think that playing the Kings versus playing the Suns does that for us. I think that uh, playing the Kings is just a very good matchup for us too. Uh, other than the fact that during the regular season, the the way the Kings are winning games are simply by trying to outscore opponents rather than out defend them. They just want to score as many points as they can. And to their credit, they've done a very good job of that. I think that style of basketball is very unsustainable once you get to a playoff setting. Uh, and I think the Lakers have a really good chance to uh, disrupt that, uh, as Joe said, in maybe even five games, uh, and and finish that out quickly. So getting into that sixth seed, I think is is pretty ideal. Uh, when you look at the West, I mean the seeding is pretty set as far as the top four seeds. I think that where teams are right now is where they'll be at the end of the season uh, with those top four. So you're really trying to dictate where you are and control where you are with that five and six. Hopefully, if we can get into that range. Uh, so being the sixth seed, I think, is, is the best bet for us. And trying to uh, win the rest of these games is what puts us in position to do that. So making sure that you're you know, taking care of business with these, uh, what is it, four remaining games now uh, is, is probably of utmost priority. 
um, and trying to maintain that that number six slot, uh, I think is is our best case scenario uh, for how we could finish out this season. Sean, let me ask you this. And once again, we're back right at you here with the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win, pulling away with an easy victory, 134 to 109. With the Thunder, like I said, losing to the Suns and another shocker there, Hawks beating the Mavericks. It is on the road for the Mavericks, so they're losing at all the wrong times. And there's, you know there's a lot of drama going on there. This is the time now that the Lakers can start maybe focusing on where they want to be in the Western Conference, 5th, 6th, 7th. It's now a point where we are playing well enough to where we're going to start scaring a lot of teams that are above us in the Western Conference. Gerald, this is what you want to be doing at this point of the year. And remember, we were talking about this. Um, There's always a team or two in each conference post-All-Star break that, that slingshots, and there's always one or two that boomerangs. Well, it looks like we're we're the slingshot. We're taking off. I believe since the trade was consummated, the Lakers are 14 and I believe they're 14 and 7 since Russell was off the roster, and I think they're 15 and 6 or 15 and 7 since the trades were made. So, this is portending to a positive stretch. They're gaining momentum. And this is when you want to be playing your best basketball. When we're getting close to playoff time and you're kicking it into high gear. I remember um, last year, Gerald, you and I were discussing, you know, yeah, there's 20 games left, but we're eight games under 500. And they're running out of runway here because eventually the plane has to take off at some point if you're going to go anywhere. And right now, The wheels look like they're going to come off the ground, Gerald. We're finally going to get the plane in the air this time. And it looks like we're not going to crash it into a mountain. So I'm hoping. Yes, we got our fingers crossed. Uh, Injury. What have I said all year about this team, my friend? Yeah, they can't stay at prosperity. But they are finally doing it now. They're breaking through, Gerald. Winners of six of seven. So that, that is positive. But it needs to continue, right? Like like Joe yes. was saying, they need to roll through the regular season now. And, and LeBron and AD and D'Lo stay healthy. Yes, yes. So we got the back-to-back coming up. I think they need to sweep the back-to-back, Gerald. I, I don't think you can be satisfied splitting here. You have to win both games. Well, I'll, and I'll turn it over to L-Rob now. Great point on that. You know, with Utah coming up first – Utah as a team with today's loss, I think really puts them out of the equation on the plan. Sean was saying that doesn't totally put them out, but I think they are starting to make their travel plans for the lottery. Your thoughts on this Utah Clippers back to back Clippers have not been very impressive in the past few days, but that usually doesn't tell you anything because as Joe knows, and as Joe said over the time, Clippers have had the Lakers number, unfortunately, over the past three or four seasons. They just have not played very well against them for whatever reason. But this week can change all that. We didn't play well in Minnesota, and look what happened there. We totally can change things around now that we have a roster ready to compete. One thing, I've never been an advocate of trying to pick your position. You know, you win the games, and whoever you have to play, you have to play them. To get where you're going to go, you got to beat all the teams anyway. 
The Clippers tried that once and it didn't really, they got too cute. They, they tried to get cute and didn't work. It, it, it came back on them from what I remember. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to, if, you, if you're worried about Phoenix, you know, you're going to have to play them at some point, I guess. I mean, I don't see Denver beating them. Maybe you want to get them early. I don't know. But at any rate, I do know um, Mike Brown has taken note of all the teams that want to play him. I think he's been playing video of, of all the of Draymond Green to his team saying that and of all the talking heads saying that. So it'll be interesting to see how his team responds when that when that situation comes. Um, I mean, the Lakers really don't control their own destiny because Golden State, let's say the Lakers went out, right? Then they'll have the fifth seed. And if that's not what we want, then, I mean, because Golden State could easily lose to when they play Sacramento in a, in a few games. They got to go up to Sacramento. So if, let's say the Lakers went out and Sacramento beats um, beat Golden State, then we're the fifth seed, what we don't want. Uh, Rob, I, that's that's exactly the point. The point is the Warriors right now are a game uh, less in the loss column. As of right now, if the Lakers win out, they win the sixth seed. That's factoring in if Golden State runs the table as well. Correct. So it could, they could get the fifth, obviously. But I'm talking about if the Warriors end up winning every game and the Lakers win a, end up oh, winning every yes. game, that means they're getting the sixth seed, which is what I meant by running the table to get the sixth seed, which I still say, just like Stone said, that that might be the best matchup to get yeah. the Lakers a little but bit. Golden State may be saying, you know what? Lakers are running the table. We're gonna. We're we're not gonna. They could do that. that. They could do that. Yeah. They so could do that. by us running the table, it may push us into the fifth seed. That's all I'm saying. Now, if, yeah. we, if we if we end up with a three way tie with the Clippers and 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 Golden State, then uh, Golden State drops down to the to the play in, I believe, or they 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 go under everyone. I'm going to say this for the record. If they get the fifth seed and lose to Phoenix in the first round, I'm still going to give the Lakers massive props from going from 13 a month ago to five. Yeah. Just so, yeah, just yeah. for the record. Yeah. Yeah. So, but also, I mean, you got to, a... well, hold on. You also got to remember New Orleans is in the situ, uh, the same. You got to include them too because they are tied record wise with the Lakers as of right now. That's true. No, we own the tiebreaker against them. I mean, they got a tough, they got a tough, you know. But they've been playing well in the past week. They have been. They have. Been. I can't see New Orleans winning out. But if I, I don't know, uh, maybe Stone or, or or Sean or Joe can say if, if it's a, some type of four way tie with the Lakers and and New Orleans and Golden State and the Clippers, what happens then? I don't know. We do um, have the back to your the original, New Orleans. I'm sorry. What'd you say? We do have the tiebreaker on New Orleans. Yeah, I meant if it was a four-way tie, though. If it's, yeah. you know, I don't know what happens then. But getting back to your original question, yeah, they definitely need to win these two. Um, new, um, Utah's kind of waved the white flag. They're playing tough, but they won't bring their, you know, I don't see that as the game. I, I see the Clippers as the big game. They, they haven't, they won't, they don't have a game since uh, yesterday. So they would have had four days off. They're resting up. You know, they bring their A game against the Lakers. So we really just need to, you know, send a message to them and finally beat them. So I'm looking forward to it. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win with a dominating victory. Just absolutely great to see. 
you haven't subscribed already, if you haven't liked and subscribed to this video and you haven't subscribed to our channel, you're missing out on all the great things that we do over the course of the week. We've got great discussions on the way. Even when the Lakers are not on, we've got a lot of things to talk about, including on Monday, a major deep dive into the knee, the next CBA, the CBA, which was just agreed upon yesterday, or actually on Friday, that will be this major discussion on NBA observations on Monday. But for right now, we're talking the Lakers, 134 to 109 victory. When it comes right back to you, Joe, when it comes to what we're seeing with this Lakers team, I mean, this momentum, that's the thing. If you try to get cute, I'm worried about that. I mean, let's get the Lakers into a position where they can have to, to figure out what they want to do. I think they still need to win the next two games back-to-back in order to do just that. This is going to be an interesting couple games because they're back-to-back games. You're talking about Utah and then going back home and playing the Clippers. There's, I would say if, if they win these next two games, the next two games could be a little easier to decide on what they want to do the rest of the way. Uh, for me, if I'm looking at it, if I'm coaching, I'm just like, look, guys, we have to win the next four games. I don't care how you have to do it. You got to win the next four games. Guarantee yourself a six seed. If the Lakers get the six seed, they have a massive opportunity to get their legs under them after a back and forth season and actually play a team that has zero playoff experience with a healthy against a healthy AD and a determined LeBron with with a a, week off. You'll with a a week week off, off with a week off and a and role players that are fitting with these stars that's just what it is this is what the fifth game or is it the sixth game that the lakers have won without a loss when d'angelo russell lebron and ad have played together that's not a coincidence guys that's i'm telling you this thing has been put together and it's working it's work it worked rather quickly actually so i i am i am starting to get a little I don't want to say happy, but I'm getting very anxious to see how this ends. If they get that six seed, this this playoff run could be get, could be very interesting. I, and I don't blame you, Joe. I'm very cautiously, and the key word there is cautiously optimistic about the Lakers' run right now because this has been an up and down roller coaster. I'm only cautious. I'm only cautious because I know that they've had decisions that have not been good. If the Lakers are healthy and playing, I know D'Lo might be out the next game, but I'm talking about LeBron and AD. If those guys are playing the next four games, I'm going to feel really, really comfortable. Whether they lose one of those games or two of them, at least they're going out, guys. At least they're going out. Guns are blazing. You can respect that. You know, you didn't see anybody in Laker fandom get upset after 2021 at anyone other than the fact that we, we got, we, we got burned because AD got, got hurt. He, they, he, they played their butts off and he got hurt. That's just something that's, that happens, but it's to me, the issue and some of, some of our, again, our esteemed chat colleagues have said, you know, we were talking down a few months ago. Well, we had every reason to, we had every reason to talk down because they weren't showing that they wanted to, when they would sit this guy, sit that guy. Why? What are you sitting for? You know, they should be sitting now. But because you decided to sit earlier, now you have to grind it even more in the end. They should have been sitting now. Now would have been fine. But we are where we are. We're in good shape. 
uh, the Lakers are, I should say. And you win this next four games, you guarantee yourself a six seed. So, you know, Darvinham said it after the All-Star break. They're going after the six seed. You know, it's looking like his prophecy might be coming true here if you win the next four games. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win 134-109. Very convincing victory. Stone, I will start again with you, my friend. When it comes to the Lakers, the key is the time off to me. That should be the motivation. In that locker room, if I am Darvin Ham, yes, the sixth seed, the fifth seed, the sixth seed is preferable. But to me, I am telling my guys, if you get to that point and you continue this momentum, you will get a week off. And that right now at this point in time, of the season is so crucial to an older team in, in key spots like the Lakers. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that um, avoiding the play in is very big for them because um, as you mentioned, their, their stars or LeBron specifically is older, but also every time you play a game, you are increasing the risk of an injury. That's just statistically you're you're gonna the more games you play, the higher risk you you run of uh, a key member of your team getting injured. So being able to avoid that as much as you can uh, is beneficial and also getting um, rest if guys are beat up or banked up, uh, you know, heading into the playoffs. Um, hopefully they have a little bit of time to recover. Uh, it gives the team more time to practice and get used to each other because, they really haven't had since the trade deadline, like this team fully healthy. So being able to practice and get used to each other a little bit more uh, during practices would be good. Uh, and it gives the coaching staff more time to, you know, look into game film and have film sessions and, and game plan around who, whoever it is, they may be playing uh, in that first round of the playoffs. So um, there's a lot of benefits that come with having, being able to avoid that play in, uh, mini tournament and uh, I think the Lakers should really um, do what they can to take advantage of that Sean Mr. Magic Man himself I want to ask you this when it comes to the Lakers obviously we're seeing them at the best point at the right time this season can they continue it the thing is will they continue it I have a feeling the way that they're playing now as long as they keep the guys on the floor you can see another good week for the team Yes, Gerald, I foresee a good week as well. They have momentum behind them. Um, it looks it looks like chemistry is really, really the key uh, factor here because it seems like they're playing with a lot of it. And there seems to be this togetherness, this cohesiveness. Like, I, I understand maybe they're not running, like, uh, you know, average NBA concepts and schemes, but it seems like there's more of a flow. There's more of a flow to what they're doing rather than just 
like we were talking about earlier, right? Like a Jackson Pollock painting where he's just throwing things against the canvas, seeing seeing what looks good. Instead, this actually looks like it's measured, it's it's calculating, it's uh, and it's right now it's cohesive. So four games left, they really got to go four and zero. I would really love to see them like winning. If you're if you've won ten of your last eleven going into the playoffs, nobody wants to play you. Nobody wants to play that team. You've won 10 of 11 games. You're firing on all cylinders. Nobody wants to play a team that's playing their best basketball when the playoffs start. Nobody does. We, we've seen it time and time again where the wrong team plays that kind of that kind of freight train and they get popped. Final Lakers thing, touch on today's game before we head on out. And that is L. Rob. I want to leave it off with you, my friend. We got, of course, LeBron and AD are the keys. They're the guys driving this momentum right now. But who is that one player you need to see maybe a little bit more of to really get focused that this team is going to do something special in playoffs in these final four games? Yeah. So who, who am do you I... need to see more of? Who do you need to see more good play from? Yeah, you know, boy. I mean, I think D'Lo is our third most important player. I think we pretty much know what we're going to get from Vando. Think and shout out to him after he was beat up on Friday to come back yeah, strong yeah. without a doubt. On, on I mean, I think game. we know what we can get from 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 uh, from Dennis. He's gonna, you know, bring bring the energy defensively. And Howard Hill's defensively. asking about Beasley. What about Beasley? I mean, I'm. I think Beasley is what he is. I think Streaky he's going to be a guy that's going to be shooting a lot. Baker Tom probably loves him. He's that volume shooter. But uh, I don't, I wouldn't want to count on him to make, you know, I think he'll have one game, a series where maybe he will hit five threes and that, that'll be his work. And that'll, you know, help us get that game. But I think D'Lo is that guy. We need him to be consistent. We need him to knock down the threes. If we can get D, if we can get D'Lo playing consistently, then the sky's the limit. So. Yeah. Beasley, Beasley, we know that he's been not, he's not been playing well, but you notice that there's still a threat when he's yeah. on the court. People have to go up to him. Yeah. And I think I ha- I just got a real good feeling that he's going to win us a playoff game when, when it should be get in. It's going to be one of those games where he hits six three-pointers. I can feel it. Yeah. And, and I mean, Reeves is, is very consistent. We pretty much know he's going to bring it. Um, so, yeah, to me, it's, it's, it's Russell. One last thing I do want to touch on with Stone, because uh, we've talked about it so much over the course of the past few weeks. But now that everybody's back and healthy, he doesn't have the spotlight or MVP chance behind him that he once did a couple weeks ago. But Austin Reeves, how much can he be a part of what we're seeing here with the Lakers surge going forward? I actually think he's a a pretty important piece with us uh, moving forward, especially into the playoffs. Uh, I think that uh, obviously the attention is going to be on LeBron and AD rightfully so. Um, D'Lo is, as Lee Rob described, like our third most important player. I think that he has a lot to do with how we run the offense and um, how we uh, are integrating uh, sets, especially as the primary initiator. Uh, And I think Austin is going to play a big part in being uh, sort of a secondary initiator when LeBron is being really hounded on uh, or uh, he's he's sort of the the glue guy for this team uh, and does – He'll, he'll, he needs to be able to pick up the slack of wherever um, 
whenever three of those get the three guys are getting, you know, sort of uh, heavily played defensively. Uh, and I think Austin Reeves has the capability to uh, affect the game um, offensively. And uh, as he's shown, uh, be able to get his own shot. Uh, and he's come a long way in that regard. And I think defensively has become uh, probably our best perimeter help defender um, on the team. So being able to uh, play him uh, next to D'Lo, if D'Lo's uh, inconsistent, I would say defensively, um, to be fair. So if uh, he's having a tough night, I think uh, being able to have Reeves there as a help defender um, it gives you some uh, sort of insurance there. Uh, so I think he does a lot of things that are important to the Lakers winning. Um, and I think that uh, if the Lakers do really want to go as far as they can here, that um, he's going to be a major factor uh, in one regard or another, because uh, he does do so many things um, that if, even if he does one or two things a night, um, it could be important just for uh, how the team plays cohesively. So uh, I think he is sort of an X factor, but an important uh, piece moving forward. Joe, before we head on out, my friend, and once again, the Lakers dominating victory. So glad to see them do something like this. 134 to 109. They are 40 and 38, seventh in the Western Conference. But the big news for the NBA this past weekend, outside of the Lakers, is the fact that the league and its players have essentially agreed to a new collective bargaining agreement, which will start this summer. I know that we're going to go, Magic and I, and anybody else that wants to join in, you're more than welcome to on NBA Observations. We're going to do a little bit earlier, Sean, just to let you know, just to make sure we don't come in competition with the NCAA game. And also the Upside Swings NCAA stream that you can see the championship game with them on playback. But I want to ask you, Joe, when some of the, have you breezed through some of the components of this? I actually want to get all of you guys' opinion on this before we leave. As far as the new CBA you're liking what you're seeing out of it, the agreements that were in place, the new proposed in-season in tournament that's going to be a part of what we're seeing here. You're excited about some of the things going forward. We're just glad a deal was done. The in-tournament thing is as dumb as the play-in. Well, the play-in, I, I, I got used to. I kind of like that now. The, the, the secret double probation tax, that's what I call it anyways, where they're going to start taxing more taxes on the taxing of the taxers. Sounds like California is running the CBA negotiations. The only good thing that came out of this, honestly, is uh, is that it's not going to hold the NBA back. That's it. Other than that, everything is just meh. I, I would have liked to have seen them got, get rid of the one and done. It sounds like they're they're kind of tabling that and waiting to decide on it in another way, or even if they do. Uh I think you either let them come straight to the NBA, stop wasting everyone's time, or, you know, they go to college. I don't know what this one-and-done crap is going to do, really. I was also hard on that, too, as far as, you know, I wanted them to get rid of the one-and-done for years. But since the NIL and since the G League, you know, Ignite option and the other options that are out there from as far as pro, forever, you know, overtime elite, all these other options – there's a lot of monetary options for a lot of kids that they don't have to come out if they're not ready. Yeah, it's yeah, we're done with this the status quo of what the NBA used to be. It's it's a free for all. I, I don't even know the guys that are supposed to be in the in the draft in the top three here. I think Brent, what Brandon is a Brandon Miller at Alabama. He's slated to be a top three pick after Scoot and uh, 
and Victor. So it depends on who you talk to. He actually well, said that people might be afraid to draft him because of his off the court stuff. But at the end of the day, it's still the NBA. There's very limited amount of talent that come out of the the ranks wherever they are. So uh, this is about a money thing and about winning. So if if the guy didn't do anything wrong, he's gonna be given every chance to you know be drafted and, and succeed. However. Uh, I thought it was kind of funny that I know he's he's a he complains about anything anyways, but I thought Draymond Green, this always cracks me up when a player out of nowhere or the outspoken player comes out and says, What the hell kind of negotiation was this? Draymond Green was not too happy about uh the the quickness of this deal going through. It just seems like uh the players just relented and uh and, and quit and just gave in to whatever the owners and whatever Michelle Roberts brokered to uh, Adam Silver. And it's always weird that 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 happens. Are, are these guys really in control? Is it just like, you know, regular citizenry? Uh, I don't want to go into de- detailed politics, but sometimes we feel like as a society that we're voting and it doesn't really make sense. So a lot of these CBAs, especially in the NFL, I remember in 2011, and I've, we've talked about this on the show, where the players had a really good chance to stick it to the owners and they folded like one ply toilet paper at the end. Why? Because they got to get their weekly money, you know, not realizing if you had just squeezed them a little, you could have gotten something better. You could have squeezed them a little bit and gotten more, but they're so, I got to get mine. I got to get mine now. Well, when you have no leverage in business, and then the worst part about it is you complain after you sign the deal. So that's what Draymond's complaining about, right? Because he's just one guy out of, you know, uh, 1,500 players, right? And what one, didn't he like? Huh? What didn't Draymond like? I just think I, I, he, th- there wasn't any specifics that I read. Uh, I haven't had a chance to go into the specifics to what he, what he, what he might He'll have said. He'll tell you on his podcast. He'll, yeah, I'm not going to listen to his podcast. I'll just get it secondhand. But the, the, the thing is, it, it this, we were talking about this thing being a problem and all of a sudden, Oh, by the way, we're going to sign a deal now. What, what, what what the hell happened? Like, why are you going to negotiate anything? So I don't know. Uh, Everything seems, everything these days seems to be the same thing. Well, we have to punish those who are spending the most money. Okay. Uh, So now where does golden state sit? Where does the Clippers sit? Where does genie sit now? I think the funniest part about reading around what was going on with this deal was people talking about how Jeannie Buss uh, is going to have to go, th- go go get food stamps to buy food just because they knew that she's going to, you know, be very, very strict on uh, an already strict uh, salary structure. For people like us, it doesn't matter. I think our our show is is predicated on having an NBA season. We're not going to make any of that money, at least not directly. We, we need basketball to be playing for us to, I think, get the most benefit out of the show. And I guess in the end, we're all happy, right? That that we are, my friend. That part, yeah, we, that we are. El Rob, uh, were you able to, to scope out some of the particulars? Like, for instance, 65 games eligibility in order to be eligible for postseason awards. In-season tournament, although I do... I'm not, I've never been in love with the in-season tournament team. I, the play-in, I had to get used to, and now I'm actually pretty good on it. The in-season tournament thing, 
it, most of them will just be regular season games anyways. Only two teams will play one more game, meaning 83 games. So only one team will be truly affected by it. I get it. All right. But most of the high-end players won't care about another 500 grand in their pockets. Let's just be real about that with all the money that they're making, especially, you know, some of the superstars per se. But anything that you wanted to talk about or, or stress upon in regards to the CBA that was just agreed upon? Now, I do like the minimum games to qualify for the awards. That mm -hmm. I thought that was good because, you know, hopefully the guys will be motivated to make sure they hit the minimum and it'll, it'll um, combat some of the low management. And um, I know based on a lot of the contracts are based upon some of the awards. So, you know, those all those incentives in there. So hopefully that'll help. Other than that, I didn't really pay close attention to it. So I really don't know all the details, stuff that I don't like. I mean, I don't, I think they'll, you know, one and done is crazy. I think they should get rid of that. But, you know, obviously that's not going anywhere for a little while. The gambling thing, I haven't read up on it, but. Man, that was something I wanted to go ahead and study up. That seems like a, opening the door to a slippery slope. So, but yeah. you know, um, we'll see. Um, players, if they can invest in the teams, what does that mean? That also kind of is like uh, the WNBA. That's fine, but the NBA, you know, players investing in NBA teams while they're still active. Yeah, I just don't know what does it mean. The, the, can I invest in if I'm on the Lakers? Can I invest in the Celtics? What if I get traded if, if I'm investing in the Lakers, but what if I get traded? You know? Yeah, so that uh, some of that stuff, it sounds just, you know, it's like, what? Yeah, kind of yeah, shakes so, But like head. Joe said, hey, that's, that's you know, we're just here. None of, we just want it to be a season, and yeah. we want it to be somewhat fair that, the, you know, the players aren't getting taken to the cleaners and that the owners don't feel like, you know, they're getting beat up, so – Sounds like both sides are a little happy. I, I'd be interested. I'm going to have to follow up and see what Draymond was, um, you know, if he had a legitimate beef or if he just was trying to complain he, just to make a little I, 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 I just think these negotiations were made easier because C.J. McCollum was at the table. He's a very learned, learned person. Like, yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, so I, I think him being at the table is less contentious than to be respectful. Like I love the guy. He's a great player, but Chris Paul has been known to be very, um, very disagreeable in negotiations. And, him and David looked, Stern. They don't, yeah. You know, they, they, yeah, they almost never came get to, those two in room. But, yeah. Know, no, they, they away, yeah, exactly. Gerald. And, and it's no, it's no hyperbole. They were ready to fist fight each other. Yeah. So I think that was made a little bit easier. Just having CJ in there, he's more of a more of a calm, calm voice in the room, so to speak, and he can lower the temperature. So, I mean, it was great for the. I think the NBA PA to uh, hats off for for voting in CJ McCollum because I think he he was the best representative for you. Well, let me ask you this, Sean, because you and I are going to go into detail. Excellent point, excellent point by both L. Rob, Sean, and Joe on this. But let me ask you this stone because you're going to be very busy tomorrow with what's going on with upside swings covering the ncaa tournament game the championship game on playback.tv please go ahead and check it out after you catch the nba observations tomorrow on the lakers fast break channel want to ask this though when it comes to the next cba and the collective bargaining agreement do you think a lot of that was given motivation as far as incentivized by a new tv deal that's also coming up as well 
uh maybe to get a deal done yeah yeah uh, i think that definitely plays a part in it um uh, I think that both teams are incentivized to do that, and I think just to avoid a lockout, I don't think anyone really wants the lockout for any Not party involved. Not a good involved. way to start a new TV deal. Yeah, so they were incentivized to get things done. I actually really like this CBA, apart from the in-season tournament. I really dislike that, but I have hope that uh, maybe in the future there is a way to intertwine that with um, how lottery odds work. Uh, and, and potentially make it somewhat significant in terms of how teams view it uh, and make it something that, uh, you know, does matter in terms of if you win that or not uh, and intertwining it into lottery odds. Uh, I do really like that they've added a third two-way contract to teams. Uh, I think there's a lot of players worthy of two-way contracts that are currently not in the league uh, and being able to take a chance on um, now 30 more guys uh, throughout the league, I, I think really is beneficial for uh, teams uh, and the league. Uh, we've seen uh, Austin Reeves started out on a two-way, uh, and obviously we've seen what he's become. Uh, I think two-ways really uh, are important, and a lot of value can come from them. Um, the other thing I really like is they've gotten rid of the positional limitations on uh, all NBA teams. So there's now no longer this stupid two forward, two guard, two center type thing, or one center type thing. The five best players make it on any given all NBA team. And I think that's how it should be. I also do like the 65 game uh, incentive. Uh, I do think that that's important. And, uh, you know, hopefully they can even increase that to maybe like 70 games in the next CBA. Um, And there's room to improve on that. The last thing I'll mention is I do really uh, like the, they got rid of the, the Supermax designated player extension. So we saw when Ben Simmons was being traded that there's a lot of teams that couldn't even trade uh, because he's on that, that uh, max extension and they weren't, you're only under the current CBA allowed to have two players under that Supermax extension. And now they've gotten rid of that. There's no limitation to that. Uh, so being able to have uh, as many max players as you want, at least that fit under or as much as you're willing to pay in that tax it is, I think, beneficial, especially when you look at a team like the Cavs that were looking at a sort of dilemma when it came to Mitchell Robinson, Darius Garland, and, and Mobley. They weren't going to be able to have all three on that. Uh, now they will be able to. So I, I think it's beneficial for teams uh, in being able to stay cohesive and stick together. And hopefully my biggest gripe uh, at being a draft guy is the one-and-done rule. I think it's terrible. I think it's, it should be gone. Uh, I don't think the NBA has the right to tell players when they are ready to be in the nba i think it should be up to the players and i um, was always with you on that my friend but some of these kids have you seen my friend coming out of high school it's either gone so right draft them. or so off it's, it's gone yeah. one way or the other it, I, it's extremes my friend extremes yeah and I, I wouldn't disagree with you i would say though that it should be based on that player's decision on whether they want to take that risk and, and the agent, whoever's advising them, it should be up to them on if they want to take that risk and not place upon limitations that they have to abide by and are not able to enter uh, because of rules that exist. So I think that that would be my only gripe about that one and done is I think um, if a player feels like they want to take that risk and play, feels that they should uh, be in the draft, then I think that they should have the right to do that. But that, that's just my standpoint on it. I mean, in the spirit, like you said, if you're 18 years old and you're allowed to do so many things, one of them, sh- you know, like for instance, baseball, hockey, 
all the other sports out there. You shouldn't be held back from playing basketball. But also we see what happens when teams make a mistake or these kids' lives are irrecoverably changed after they, they come into the league too early. But with the G League forever elite, uh, the, uh, the overtime elite, uh, you have Europe, you have Australia, you have NIL, you have so many different ways for these kids now to make money. My argument in the past is a lot less, Stone. It's just a lot less because they have so many sources of revenue now. They can stay in a year and it or two, and it's not going to absolutely kill them. In some cases, it may help them so much more. Yeah, and I think the, the other flip side of this is, like you're saying, there's a lot more options now. Um, I think... I mean, most guys that are one and done's they're 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 only doing it because they have to. I don't think most guys are going to for the intention of getting degrees. I think their their main focus. I mean, I'm sure some of them are, but their main focus, I think, is you know getting to the NBA. That's what they've been training for their whole lives, and that's that's what they want to do. And uh, having these options is you know beneficial because now they can focus more on that if they want to. Uh, and they can go to play in the NBL, they can play in the G League, uh, can play in Spain, wherever the case may be. The flip side of kids being too raw in high school is that teams and ownership, I think, need to just be willing to give more patience and time into developing these guys. There's nothing wrong with putting them in the G League for a year or two and letting them develop. Uh, well, we see nothing... what happened with Scoot. Scoot's yeah. the best example. There, there's nothing wrong with that, uh, letting guys instead of just sitting on your bench watching, uh, let them play in the G League, let them get time, uh, let them get the reps that they need. Uh, and if they're really raw, give it two years and, and you know, see what the sort of progress they've made. Um, but have more patience is, is the, the flip side of that. But again, my, my whole argument is based upon, I think that the players should have the, the freedom to choose when they feel like they're ready to enter the NBA. But again, it didn't you, happen. It, so. It's it's just, for me, it's just so much harder to stand with you 100% because of all the different revenues, ways that they can make money now. Back five years ago, I was on that soapbox 100% with you. But now you see the case where they can make millions before they even enter the NBA draft. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree. There's definitely more opportunity and options now. And, um, you know, we'll see, I guess, seven years down the road, what changes because uh, we won't be getting a new CBA until then. Absolutely. Not until the end of this decade. So we can now say that the, the NBA will be away from any labor strife for the next seven years. That's awesome to see as a new collective bargaining agreement has been reached. L Rob, Joe Stone, Sean, great show today. Lakers win 134 to 109. Just a great victory overall for the Los Angeles Lakers. We'll be back tomorrow to talk NBA observations. Tuesday, don't forget, we'll be back on playback. We had a record crowd for us on playback. Just awesome, awesome turnout on playback. So go ahead, you're missing out. All the great fun, playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. If you are on for the first time watching us and you've not subscribed as of yet, Please subscribe today as it helps us out immensely and gives you the latest notifications when we go live on the air, not only with the post games. That's right. You live with the post games, NBA observations. Do you know your Lakers trivia? Of course, Lakers history 101. When we go back to Lakers fast break university, all those great shows late night with the Lakers fast break, the ton of great shows that we have, maybe even more that we're cooking up.
coming up here in the not too distant future. So go ahead and check it out. But you only know if you subscribe to the Lakers Fast Break podcast. So for Joe Soro, Magic Man Sean Grice, the amazing L Rob, and of course, Stone Hansen, who you've got to check out tomorrow on Upside Swings on Playback. It's Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. The Lakers are now in seventh place. Can they go higher this week? We'll know by Tuesday and Wednesday, that's for sure. And we'll talk all about it this week right here on the best chat room that's out there, Lakers Fast Break. And thank you so much to everybody for being a part of it right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.